What's up, my nacho fam? I hope you guys are ready for all the shenanigans that are about to ensue on this motherfucking podcast. Happy freaking weekend! We made it to Friday. And I am totally stoked to be starting this new podcast adventure. So welcome and thank you for coming along for the ride, guys. This is seriously going to be so much fun. I've wanted to do this forever and I am just happy to fucking be here. So what are we going to talk about in Nacho Baby Mama? We're going to talk about the types of shit that you talk about with your girlfriends, When you're in a super bad relationship with somebody and you can't fucking find your way out. Or when you're trying to co-parent but the other parent's a dick and they're making your life freaking miserable. Or what do I do when my kid comes home and starts cussing and you're like, what? Where did you learn that word? Oh, fuck. It was from me. I feel like it's almost too soon to jump into dating and some of the things that I have experienced in this crazy ass dating world that we live in now, but I'm just going to jump right in anyway. So I go out for drinks with this guy and he is super cool. Um, I'm not sure what else I want from it. It was just what it is, whatever, made a friend, all good. I'm at the gym a few days later with one of my girlfriends and she has a friend of a friend that's there and this lady is talking about her ex-husband and so her and I are kind of chit-chatting like co-parenting and how we make things work blah blah blah. She proceeds to go on about how the new guy she's dating is super boring compared to her ex-husband who used to like to have her strap things on and do all sorts of insane madness to him. I'm like, cool, whatevs, do you in the bedroom, I don't care, whatever makes you happy. Continue about my day. The next day, I find out, I can't say why or how, but I find out who this lady's ex-husband is. And I'm like, holy fucking shit. It's the dude that I was out for drinks with the day before I heard all of this information. There's nothing wrong, okay, with what those guys like to do in their relationship, like spice it up, honey, I don't care. However, it's so weird to hear about it and be talking to somebody who has an ex over here who's doing this and they have a kid over here and this person has a kid over here and this person's just busy catfishing the entire community over on the left hand side and like dating is a hot fucking mess and it drives me insane. So are there any good guys left out there? Well shit I fucking hope so. I would hate if there was a guy out there podcasting right now saying, all the good girls are taken, all the girls that are left out there are trash. Like, fucking wrong, bro. Not true. But it does take some time and effort to sift through the weeds, so to speak, if you are trying to find somebody that you're compatible with in this crazy world where everybody thinks everyone is so disposable. 
like you made me upset about this onto the next you're pretty but maybe not pretty enough onto the next this person appears via a fake social media highlight reel to have more fun therefore I'm leaving you for them it's literally like this constant one-up game so if you're going to enter the scene you have to be so fucking confident with who you are and what you want that you're not willing to let your let your morals, your guard down, so to speak, for anybody. Like, I will not settle on these things, and I mean it, and I refuse to bend. You have to be a warrior to go out and date in this crazy-ass world. This episode is titled, The Four Fucks to Give. Now, if you've been following my Instagram for any amount of time, you may have seen a post about this. You may have seen a story about this. I know I've talked about it a few times, but even if you don't remember, you didn't see it, or you're brand spanking new, this is good information for everybody to remember to store in their memory banks right up front and center. So... To get started, let me take you back to March of 2020 when I was going through a literal mental breakdown. I was so busy with work that I didn't even know what I was doing. This was right before the pandemic hit the U.S. so hard that we all had to stay and work from home. I was working, I don't even know, 14-hour days. I was running around like a crazy person trying to manage kids, manage work, manage working out. I mean, my disciplinary level was on another level last year because now I would have been like, cut the workouts, just chill, take it easy. But I was getting up at like 2 a.m. to get my workouts in. Literally, I was going fucking crazy. Let's add to the fact that I had a toxic relationship that still was sucking the fucking life out of me, even though it had ended like a year prior. Toxic relationships, if you have not ever been in a true toxic one, everybody says their ex is is toxic. Like, my ex cheats, my ex sucks, my ex is crazy, my ex is toxic. No, like a true one. It takes a lot of self-help, a lot of mental, emotional healing that has to happen in order for you to actually move on. And I was still dealing with a lot of trauma and a lot of bad baggage from that. So I'm a hot fucking mess. My adrenals are out of whack. My thyroid's out of whack. My hormones are going fucking insane. And so I go to a hormone doctor to get my blood levels drawn. The results come back. They're like, wow, you're totally fucked up. No shocker, no surprise. We already knew what they were going to say. I go in because I'm going to start getting on some hormones to try to level me back out, which this is a whole separate story, but that was a bad idea for me. It did not work well at all, and I became a fucking nut job until I stopped letting my friend Crystal shoot injections into my ass cheek in the parking lot. I digress. Walk into hot Dr. Chris's office and I am a hot fucking mess. My feet 
are so swollen that I can't even get my shoes on without them hurting. My face is so broken out. I'm just like a little puffy Michelin marshmallow walking around. I'm like low-key depressed, but I also feel crazy. I feel foggy. I am exhausted. I have just like fucking had it with everything. And I get in his office and I collapse down and he's like, whoa, you don't look well. Well, no shit, Captain Obvious. I'm not well. I am losing my goddamn mind, okay? And I just start crying. Like big, fat, ugly tears streaming down my face. And when I cry, I get very angry. I hate crying. So I am just fucking mad. And he's like, look. I don't think this is even entirely about what's going on physically with your body. You are a mess internally. Emotionally, you are not where you need to be. And he was right. He was so, so right. So he sits me down, calms me down, and he tells me what I'm about to tell you. And this has stuck with me every single day since the day that he told me. And he said, look. We all have a finite amount of fucks to give every day. It's not necessarily the same for everyone, but for me, and dare I say a lot of you, it's set at right around four. Three of these are non-negotiable things that you have to give a fuck about. You have to. And then you are left with one discretionary fuck to give every single day. You cannot continue to give the same discretionary fuck away to the same person thing, whatever it may be, all the time because it leaves you on empty and therefore you are not able to even process anything else that could happen in your day. If you give them all away and then you get in a traffic jam later, that's when you lose your mind and you're like, God, my life is falling apart and you're just laying on the horn and you're like, I'm not even going to go anymore. I'm just going to sit in traffic. Just fuck it all. That's when that shit happens is because you have used all of your fucks, all of your energy. You have nothing left. You come home, your kids are like, mommy, mommy, and they're throwing shit everywhere, and your kids are fighting, and you don't have any fucks left. It's not okay. It's not sustainable. You cannot live that way. So, listen up. You have four fucks every single day to give. Number one, parents, your kids. That's your first fuck. You have to give a fuck about your little broke best friends, your fur babies, dependents, whomever you're obligated to take care of. Their needs are non-negotiable. You got to give a fuck about them. Number two, the source of your income. Do you like that roof over your head, the food on the table, the shit that keeps you alive? You better give a fuck about that. For me, it's my job, my career, which I actually do love. I got to give a fuck about that because that pays the bills and I need that. Number three, this one varies quite a bit person to person, but this one is the source of your mental sanity. It's that thing that grounds you, that keeps you calm, drives you, motivates you, makes you happy, de-stresses you. For me, that's either working out, messing around on my computer, hanging with a friend, chit-chatting, taking a walk, listening to music. Most of the time for me, it's my alone time. I need me time. I am a very independent person and I need a certain amount of time by myself for me to feel okay. That's non-negotiable. It's my mental health, my sanity. You have to give a fuck about yourself and you have to prioritize it because if you aren't taking care of you, then everything else is going to fall apart anyway, so it doesn't matter. So family, your source of income, whatever keeps you sane, that mental sanity, that you time that you need, 
Then we hit number four. This is your discretionary fuck to give. So let's say you're in a shitty ass relationship and your toxic boyfriend is taking up that one discretionary fuck every single day. You're going to fall apart for a hundred million reasons, but that's going to take every last bit of energy that you have every day until you have nothing left to give ever to anyone and everything else around you will implode because of it. That's kind of where I was. So say you aren't giving that away to this one person sucking the living life out of you, then you're in traffic, a big traffic jam, and you're super fucking late because you never leave on time anyway. Story of my life. But you're not going to melt down because you can give a discretionary fuck about that. Okay, I'm going to give a fuck about this today. Or anything else that you encounter in life. You can give that discretionary fuck even if you save it up for the very end of the day so then you're not totally wiped out. Whatever the fuck you want to do, shit pisses us off. You can get mad. But save it for when it matters. So, moral of the story is you need to get in the habit of asking yourself, Are you worth my one discretionary fuck to give today? The answer is probably not when you put it that way. Like, am I really going to give away my discretionary fuck at 8 a.m. because you're mad that I didn't text you back before breakfast? I think fucking not. Start asking yourself that question and you will start giving a lot less fucks about a lot of things that actually don't matter. Because like I said before, the three things that do matter... You're going to give a fuck about those anyway. Start prioritizing your life and making things make sense. Stop being so reactive to everything and start being a little more proactive about where your thoughts and energy and time is actually going. So let's bring it all home now. I am going to tell you guys about my most recent bad date or lack thereof, experience, why I don't give a fuck, and what I'm going to do about it. So there's this guy. Let's just call him Aliyup for the sake of this podcast. And Mr. Ali asked me out on a date. Now, to back up even further, I have known this man for a little over a year, and we have some shared mutual connections. So he finally asks me out and I said yes. You guys, I never say yes. Never, ever say yes. 95% of dates I get asked on, I say no. And the 5% that I say yes to, I find a reason to back out or that I can't go. My friends have to basically force my hand, drag me out of the house to go. So I say yes. I have my kids that weekend so I'm like shit I could get out no problem but I don't I go out of my way to get a babysitter for my kids so I can go on a date with Mr. Ollie everything's set I get the sitter I text him hey you just to let him know that I did find a sitter he doesn't text me back I'm like eh whatevs people are busy no big deal the night goes on doesn't text me back the next day rolls around And this is a Thursday, and we were supposed to go out on a Friday. Nothing all day. And I'm like, man, should I text him again? But then I'm like, absolutely not. No, you are not going to text a guy that just ghosted on you. Like, I text him, hey, you, because I was going to let him know that I found a sitter so that we could go on this date. 
So Thursday goes by and I'm like, maybe he's super busy. And then I get annoyed with myself because I'm doing what every girl does. I make excuses for somebody who shouldn't need an excuse to be made for them. He's not busy. He has his phone. It's 20 fucking 21. We all have our phones and we text back who we want to text back. We see it. It's right in front of us. We use our phones all the time. He wasn't texting back, not because he missed it, but because he didn't want to. Now, why somebody would ask someone on a date and then ghost them? I have no fucking idea. I don't know. And quite frankly, I don't fucking care. So, it gets to be Friday. I haven't heard from him. I'm kind of like, eh. I'm still getting the sitter because I'm going to spend some time by myself and run a few errands by myself without my kids. So, I keep the sitter. I'm kind of like, it is what it is. I say, I'll give him till noon. If he texts me by noon, I will still meet him and things are fine. He doesn't. To this day, you guys, we actually haven't spoken again. It's been weeks. He doesn't and I just let it go. So, why don't I give a fuck? For starters, he is not worth my one discretionary fuck to give. He wasn't that Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Certainly as fuck not today when it's been weeks. He's not worth it. I don't know him that well. Why am I going to get all worked up over this guy? Why am I going to give that much power to this man that I don't even know? Simple. I'm not. He doesn't get to have that power over me. Was it rude? I mean, I think so. But... It is what it is. I'm not going to dwell on it. I'm just not going to care. It doesn't make me mad, happy, sad. It is what it is. What am I going to do about it? Absolutely nothing. There is nothing to do. I'm going to keep living my life how I was before him, how I have been every day since he ghosted me, and how I am now. It doesn't really matter in the big scheme of things. There doesn't need to be a moment where you call this person out or try to make them answer for what they did or feel bad like they don't owe it to you at all. He doesn't owe me an explanation and the fact that I don't care I feel like is more powerful than asking for one anyways. So what do I do? Nothing. I live my life. I live in that power that I get to decide what makes me happy, sad, and where to give my one discretionary fuck, and it's not to him. Thank you guys so much for joining me on my first podcast. I can't wait to continue this conversation next week, so I will see y'all very soon for the next episode of Nacho Baby Mama. Nacho Baby Mama